Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Happy Wednesday. Welcome back. Listen to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching it. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Thanks so much for doing it, no matter how you're consuming it. Prove to us that you are. If you want to go play golf at the Coral Lane Resort, well, we got to stay and play for it. We got two 18-hole rounds of golf, as well as a night at the Coral Lane Resort Hotel, a five-star resort. I stayed there last week, and I promise you, it's worth your time. And I would say money, but you won't have to spend anything if you win this contest. All you have to do is submit evidence, any form or fashion. Be creative of you listening to this show, whether it's a picture of you listening to the radio in your truck, screenshot of you listening to the podcast, streaming it, whatever. Be creative. If you're watching your TV at home, any and every entry works. We will pick one lucky winner on Friday night, uh, during the show on Friday, excuse me. And uh, we'll send you there. It's part of our Father's Day giveaway from the Coeur d'Alene Resort and Hotel. So stay tuned for that. You're probably not going to be able to get in on Father's Day. It was fully and utterly booked uh, this last weekend when I was over there. But uh, we'll, they'll be able to squeeze you in sometime this summer, and I promise you will have a great time over there. So please submit all those results. 
Text them in, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. It's easy because you're already listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula. So uh, 888-1029. Submit, and we will announce on Friday our winner of our stay and play. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We talked all about the Big Sky Conference new multi-year, multi-platform rights agreement with ESPN. So almost all games will now be streamed in some form or fashion on ESPN+. Plus. So go get yourself a subscription to that. It will definitely be worth your while. It's going to be a fun time. Jim O'Day, former athletic director from the University of Montana, was also in in studio. He still is uh, to talk about what media rights mean. Uh, how, how does that negotiation go down? Because Big Sky Conference schools, they weren't on TV until you know relatively recently. So how did this all come about? And uh, we also had a little bit of fun talking about fishing and uh, what it means to be a coach for the Montana football team. You got to like fishing. That's the key. The podcast, you can find it all on the podcast, is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Happy now since it's a Wednesday for our ESPN Roundtable. We do this each and every Wednesday. It's our long-form interview of the week. It's proudly presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You play in any sort of City League sports, City League softball, soccer. I know there's all sorts of intramural and City League sports in Missoula. You probably want to go get a bite to eat, maybe get a beer before, after, both, whatever. Head on down to Paradise Falls. They also have the NBA playoffs on for you every single night. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, early and late happy hours. It's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Our guest for the ESPN Roundtable, very happy to welcome in Scott Blakeney. He is the uh, one of the newest. They have several new players for the University of Montana men's basketball team. But he is one that I think people around the Big Sky Conference will certainly recognize because he played 101 games at the University of Idaho, and now he is with the Grizzlies. Scott, thanks so much for coming in, man. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. First and foremost, we were sort of teasing, but... Old school, Idaho and Montana, rivals. And I know it's been a rivalry in recent years as well, but uh, since, since Idaho rejoined the Big Sky Conference. But it, it would have seemed impossible that a Vandal would come to the Grizzlies or that a Grizzly would go play for the Vandals. I know last year was a tough year at Idaho, a rebuilding year, uh, as the program sort of transitions under Zach Kloss after uh, the, the, the dismissal of Don Verlin. But... Um, Sort of atypical that uh, you'd have a, a grizzly or a, or a vandal or an, uh, a vandal becoming a grizzly. So tell us about this. I mean, how, how did how did you reconcile yourself coming to uh, what 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 once was a pretty fierce rivalry? Yeah, you know the decision. I put a lot of time into the decision, um, but just after talking to the coaches, uh, you know, I really thought that they have something special here, um, and I really wanted to go somewhere for my final year where I had a chance to be successful and impact the team. And that I would be on a team that has uh, the chance to win and to win a championship. So after talking to the coaches and coming over and meeting some of the guys and stuff, I just thought, you know, Montana felt like home. So I kind of put that, you know, rivalry to the past and just, you know, said this is my last year and this is what I want to do. Things are different now too, right? I mean, it's not, it's not as it once was. And I'm not trying to sit here and analyze the state of society or whatever, but... This is sort of 
the way that college basketball is going right now. And if you have an opportunity to go to a place where you feel like you have a better fit, it's hard to say anything but good things about that opportunity. So tell us about this opportunity at the University of Montana. I mean, what did you like about this opportunity? It seems like maybe you had a, a different, uh, maybe even a more elevated sense of knowing what the program was about, not internally, but because you played the Grizzlies, I mean, at least probably eight times, right, in your career. So you played against Montana. You kind of knew the style and, and the reputation and all that. So what did you like about Montana both before they were started recruiting you and then since uh, since the recruiting process has started? For sure. Um, yeah, so when we came over, I think it was my sophomore year, we came over to Missoula, and that was actually, you know, one of my favorite games of my entire career at the University of Idaho, just because of the atmosphere that, um, you know, the fans at Missoula bring in. Um, it was just a ton of fun to play here, and then just, I've always had a lot of respect for all the coaches and players here. I think that they, they win, and I think that they do it the right way. Um, so just when they, when I had the chance to talk to some of the coaches when the recruiting process started, um, I just really, you know, I always kind of had my eye on Montana that uh, I thought that I would end up here. So, tell us about your recruiting process out of high school because you played two A basketball in Washington. I'm very familiar with the CWAC. I lived in Ellensburg for a couple of years as a sports writer, and uh, I covered a lot of great sporting events between Ellensburg and Prosser. You're from Prosser, but the CWAC's a great league, and it, it produces a lot of great athletes, and uh, I know there's been a lot of, of guys that have gone on to play in the Pac-12, the big sky from that area. Um, but what did you like about Idaho when it first uh, came on your radar and and sort of a different recruiting process because at that moment, Idaho was rolling a little bit. And Don Berlin had it kind of rolling as well. So uh, what do you remember just about your opportunity initially with the Vandals? Yeah, the first time that I talked to the University of Idaho was my junior year, and I got a call from Coach Claus. Um, and he was kind of always the guy that was, you know, giving me calls and stuff. And Coach Claus, you know, I just got to say he's a great guy. Um, and so really him, I think when I came over on a visit, I got to meet his family and meet all the coaches. And I, I just really could tell that he was sincere in what he was telling me. Um, and then just seeing Moscow, too, it felt a lot like home uh, just because of how Prosser's a small town. Moscow's a fairly, fairly small town, even though it's quite a bit bigger than Prosser. But <laughs> um, so and it was so close to home. So I would say um, for those reasons, you know, I thought Idaho was the, was the spot for me. It's funny, too, with the traditional Big Sky Conference rivals, it's easy for the fans of the teams to to hate on the other town all the way around, right? Like, why would you ever want to live in Missoula? People in Idaho and Washington always say that. Why would you ever want to live in Moscow? People in Missoula always say that. I've had a great time in Moscow every time I went there. I think it's a great college town. What did you like about the, the actual town of Moscow? Yeah, I, I would say whenever people ask me that question, I compare it to Missoula, but I say I always tell people that Missoula is kind of on a five times bigger scale than Moscow is. I think that the people in Moscow are great, just like I feel like the people in Missoula are great. You know, there's always there's the support around the university and in the college town. So I would say they're they're fairly similar, but uh, Missoula is just a whole lot bigger. So you've only been with the Grizz basketball program for. A little, a short minute, but tell us what it's been like to, since you got to Missoula. Yeah, um, it's been great, first of all. Um, just seeing how passionate the guys are and how passionate the coaches are about, you know, trying to get better in the summer. Um, like you said, I've only been here a week, but I can tell that, you know, there's just a culture at the University of Montana that everybody wants wants to be as as great as they can be. So I think that we have something really special, and I think we have a lot of guys that, that have a lot of potential to be really, really good basketball players. So I'm really excited for next season. March in Boise, 
Idaho came in as the last seed, but he played Montana in the first round. So what do you remember about that game? And did that give you a little bit of a foreshadowing of, I mean, obviously they weren't recruiting you yet, but what did you think of just the Grizz program at that moment? Because I know the Grizz were young last year, but uh, that was your latest battle as far as an in-league battle. So what did you think of Montana after that game? Yeah, so at that point, I was really unsure whether I would even utilize that extra year of college basketball. At that point, I was kind of thinking that I might want to go try and play professional. Um, But I just, you know, I thought about it a lot. I talked to my family. I talked to my friends a lot. And I just thought that, you know, why throw away the chance to go try and earn an MBA degree and uh, play, play another year in college, you know, the game I love. So... Going into that game, I really wasn't thinking about it at all. I, like I said earlier, I always had a lot of respect for the University of Montana. They're a really, really sound basketball team. They're, they're really good defensively every year. Um, so, you know, game plan going in, I think I think that we, I think that we were ready in that game. Um, in the first half especially, we came out hitting. We came out strong. Um, but, you know, like I said, a lot of respect for Montana always. So... Scott Blakeney joining us. He is a graduate transfer from Idaho to the University of Montana. As part of our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, you listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Let's talk about just the, the schematics of this whole thing because when Coach Verlin was at Montana, or excuse me, at Idaho, and Travis Secure was at Montana, uh, one of the best games I've watched in the last handful of years was that game in Moscow. I'm not sure if you were on the squad quite yet. Are you the same? You're you're one year younger than Trayvon Allen, is that right? Yes. It was Trayvon Allen's uh, freshman year. I, I remember that, but it was when uh, B.J. Blake and Vic Sanders and those guys were seniors. But the game in Moscow was a back-and-forth affair. It was super fun to watch. But both squads defensively ran sort of similar schemes with some of the high trap stuff that they run and the big kind of having to show on the screen. I know that's been sort of a part of what Idaho's done the last couple of years, even under uh, Zach Klaus. And Montana still employs similar elements as well. So uh, even though these schools are rivals and they have somewhat uh, dissimilar identities, it seems like there's some crossover, especially in the defensive identity. So do you feel like you're you're comfortable in, in what Montana wants you to do, particularly on the defensive end? Because... If they haven't told you already, I'll tell you right now, the big guy in the defense with the Grizz, they want you to do a lot of stuff. And if you can't do it, it's going to be a long year. So what do you think of just uh, sort of acclimating to this Grizz defense? Yeah, we actually just kind of got into that a little bit yesterday. We talked about some ball screen coverages and stuff, but I'm just going to try and take in as much much as the information as they give me, and I'm just going to you know try and play as hard as I can, as good as I can, and I'm just going to let it roll from there. So... Um, there's going to be a learning curve, I think, because um, they actually do do a couple things a little bit different than we have in the past. But I'm going to try to adjust as fast as I can and be as, be as great as I can. Tell us what it's been like in Missoula so far. I mean, what, what's been sort of the itinerary of the schedule? What have you been up to? What it, not not only uh, personally, but uh, as far as the, the program goes, are you guys engaging in individuals? Or what's the kind of the schedule right now for, for college hoops? Yeah, so right now we're in a we're on a pretty heavy schedule. We're lifting uh, four times a week. We're getting individuals in some team workouts, and then we're doing some open gyms on our own that uh, we throw together. So it's been heavy for sure. Because uh, coming in, I was actually on a little two week vacation. I went over to Maui for a week, and then I got to go to the Oregon coast for a week. So this last week, I had a little bit of catching up to do, as you know, as far as cardio and stuff. But it's been great to to get back into it, back into the workouts. Um, it's been great. Scott Blakeney, new big man for the University of Montana men's basketball team. Joining us here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. 
Also, SWX Montana Television, thanks so much for listening or viewing in, whatever you're doing. Have you got a chance to spend much time with your new teammates? Yeah, yeah. So I actually came over and just visited Montana on my own, just to, or Missoula on my own, sorry. Um, but just to kind of see the town and easy kinda, drive, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Moscow's what three three and a half hours? About three and a half. Yeah, not not yep. much, right? Yep. And then it's five hours from my hometown too. So yeah, it was easy to get up here and just kind of check it out. And I actually just ran into some of the guys randomly because I, I didn't know anyone at the time, and I just kind of ran into them at a restaurant and got to shake their hand and meet them. And from from the first time I met them, I knew that they were great guys just by the way that they they carried themselves and stuff. So. And, yeah, it's been great just hanging out over the past week. Everybody's really close. Everybody gets along. Um, so it's been great. The, uh, the, the old guys would say, well, how, how could you ever uh, mesh with, with these, these rivals? But I also think there's a certain element of the fact that there's a mutual respect there, right? Like, you know some of these guys. You played against them, and they know you for sure because you've actually been a stalwart in this league, played a lot of games. Montana's relatively young, so some of these guys are maybe have only seen you once or twice, but some of the older guys have definitely seen you a bunch of times. So do you feel like there's an element there where maybe it's actually easier to acclimate because they have seen you play in Big Sky Conference games? I think so. Um, when, I, when I actually came in, I, I didn't really recognize many of them, but they actually came up to me. You know, They introduced themselves sure. to me. So. Yeah, they probably know you better than you know them, right? <laughs> I think there might have been a little of that. Well, uh, I mean, I, so I, I put this in the outline just so I could state this, and so I, I, I'll, I'll do that right now because this is actually amazing. Ken Palm, which is a, a great analytics website. I'm not much one for analytics. I think it's actually ruining sports, especially my former favorite sport, baseball. But I do think there's certain elements of the analytics that are pretty darn uh, pertinent. And Ken Palm, last year, they did their ratings of the youngest team's uh, in America, and out of 347 Division One teams, the Grizz were 340th. Their average roster experience 0.97 years, so that's less than a year. So I mean that 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 is what it is. It's not just because of the freshmen. They did have an outstanding freshman class, but they also had uh, three true sophomores who had only played a year, and then a couple guys that were transfers from the junior college ranks too. So hardly anybody that played Division One basketball. So it's true. I mean, you played about. You, I bet you that the, the Division One games played by Scott Blakeney and most of the University of Montana's current roster are probably about equal, right? So they probably know you a lot better than you know them, right? Yeah, I, I would say that's actually really funny that you brought up those numbers. I didn't actually realize that, but that's kind of funny to think about. But, um, yeah, that was one of the things, too, is just seeing, playing against those guys and, you know, watching a ton of film on them before the game and realizing that, Dang, three of these guys are freshmen, and they're playing a ton of minutes. They're scoring the ball for Montana. I think that they have a lot of potential to be really, really good. So I think that that was one of the, the things that kind of was a deciding factor for me, too. I saw the potential, and these guys have a year under their belt now, and I think that they're ready to go try and have a great year next year. When you enter a program uh, as an upperclassman but you're a new guy, that's a sort of uh, delicate balance, right? Trying to er figure out a leadership role when you haven't been around, right? So... Mm -hmm. Is that something you, you want to aspire to do? And, and, and if so, how are you going to go about doing that? Yeah, you know, I, I would hope to find myself in a leadership role, hopefully by the end of the summer here when I get more acclimated to the way that they do things. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, but, you know, I'd like to give a shout-out to Mac Anderson. He's been awesome, you know, just because he's been there the longest alongside Freddie Brown. And I, he's really kind of just taken me up and showing me the way that they do things and, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what the, ex, what the coaches expect at uh, the University of Montana. So he's been awesome. He's been a lot of help. And uh, I think after I get maybe, 
you know, a couple more weeks, a month under my belt, I think that I'll be able to kind of step up and start being more vocal and uh, with the team. Scott Blakeney joining us. It's a part of our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Listen to Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. What are you most excited about for this upcoming year? Um, I would say just the chance to go out and, you know, play for a championship. I think that's the expectation that's set on us, and I think that um, a lot of the guys that are ready to step into that expectation and 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 go for it. So I would say that, winning a lot of games and, and hopefully playing for a championship. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. What do you think about Coach Takir? Because he, he is a... Uh... He is an intense character. I love Travis. Uh, I actually can't wait to the next time I get to go into Travis's office because he always has something um, profound or inspiring or <laughs> pertinent to say, always. And I thought that was probably the hardest part about this last year, from, from my seat, from so from somebody that reports on these teams. Um, Coach Shakir was always so good about giving us the 10 minutes that's on the record and then giving us a lecture about something that's not on the record. And I loved every second of it. He could never do that during the Zoom era. Like, he, <laughs> it was just cut and dry, and it was it was brutal. And I know that Coach Shakir, he, he supports and loves everybody in this community so much when it comes to being involved in Grizz basketball. But he also, he takes no prisoners, man. I mean, yeah. he's, he has high expectations for every person in his life. He's going to demand something from you at all times. So mm-hmm. what do you think of that element of it? Because he's going to try to bring the best out of you, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A ton of respect for uh, Coach Secure. One thing, you know, I've already noticed about him is that guy knows basketball. Like he, he, oh, man. He knows the game of basketball, like, way up there with it, pretty much anybody I've ever met, I think. This whole coaching staff there, they know their stuff. So it's really easy to get under a guy like that that, you, you know, he, he's only has good intentions to help you out. If you if you respect and work for him, then he's going to respect and work for you. So I have a lot of respect for him and the whole coaching staff. What do you think about just the landscape of the Big Sky Cowboys? Because you're kind of the salty veteran now with this mm-hmm. extra year, and you're going to be playing by game 135 by the time this thing is all said and done. So yeah. the Big Sky has been a league that's been incredibly in flux. Uh, you have been a part of, uh, I think, 50-plus guys that have transferred – Cool that you get to stay in the league and get to stay uh, relatively close to home and, and be in a position you're familiar in. But what do you think of the, the landscape of the league? Because it seems like, I mean, hell, the defending champion had eight guys in their rotation. Leave Eastern Washington's got nobody left. It seems like it's all the way in flux. So what do you think of just the Big Sky Conferences next year? Yeah, it's been crazy. You know, with the transfer portal and the COVID stuff going on, people moving around the league. I think that. I think that a lot of teams are going to put together some something uh, really competitive. So I, I'm excited to kind of see the Big Sky next year. I think, aside from probably Idaho State, I think that a lot of rosters are going to be very different. Um, which will be it'll be a lot of fun to you know play against play against new guys and uh, good competition. So I'm excited. Good analysis. That, that, that's that's good off the top of the head because Idaho State they sort of went through their transition two years ago, right? Because mm-hmm. Ryan Looney came in. And he basically revamped the whole roster. But um, Montana State might have a little, a few returners as well because they, uh, this is actually what we're going to do the next segment after Scott bids us adieu. But um, Ahmed Adamu, Xavier Bishop, and Abdul Muhammad are all coming back for their uh, super senior years as, as granted by COVID. So um, you mentioned getting your NBA, though. That's an exciting opportunity, right? So um, I know that the narrative out there right now is, oh, the transfer portal. What's it doing to the game? It's ruining the game. And we around here on Nuanas now, we try to play it on both sides because I do think that the, the, this influx of, of people leaving, it's tenuous, but I don't think it's bad. 
But I also think that this last year, people don't understand what you guys went through, man. Like, this was a totally different deal. Everybody, I'm not trying to say one is better than the other. Everybody out there went through some stuff this last year, for sure. It was uh, a challenging year for no matter who you are in, in, in America. But men's basketball players had to abide by a different set of standards than anybody because they had to get the NCAA tournament in. Mm. But you're sitting there playing on an Idaho team that's fully rebuilding. You guys won one game. It's like, well, we're not going to the NCAA tournament. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I know you probably knew that. And so you're still having to endure these same rules to make sure the NCAA tournament happens. So it's so, so, so challenging. But that has to also be very exciting for you to actually get back to a a basketball season where – you're playing in front of fans, and you might actually be able to go downtown and get a sandwich or something like that, right? I mean, <laughs> that, sure. that must be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the aspect of being able to go out to restaurants and stuff with the team, I miss that a lot because because we were just told, you know, to sit in your hotel room after games and just it was takeout every time. So the season was definitely, it was not the same uh, by any standard as, as a normal basketball season would be. And as soon as I heard that we would get the year back, you know, I, I never really – thought that I would use it. I thought that I would just kind of move on and try and play professional basketball, but after just thinking about it a lot, like I said, I, I just thought to jump at the opportunity to try and get my MBA. So, When you do have that MBA secured, which by the way, University of Montana has great MBA programs. So this is a great, uh, this is a great uh, personal move for you as well. What's your future look like? What do you want to do with it? That's a great question, and I get asked that a lot, and my answer, unfortunately, is I don't know. No, you, you, but here's the thing, though. You'll know when you know, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. How old are you, 22? 22. Yeah, yes, I mean, sir. you're fine, man. Yeah. Just just enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Enjoy Missoula. Enjoy the University of Montana, and, and yeah. you will be just fine. Scott Blakeney yeah. joining us. He's a transfer from Idaho to the University of Montana. It's part of our ESPN Roundtable. Scott, thanks so much for making some time, man. Thanks for swinging by. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, an early and a late happy hour. There's NBA playoff games every single night. Head on down to Paradise Falls and watch them. I guarantee you if you go for the early, the middle, or the late game, you're going to hit a happy hour and you're going to enjoy yourself. They have $3 draft beers, half-price cocktails, and a bunch of appetizers on special. Paradise Falls, proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable each and every Wednesday right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. More about the in-depth nature of Division I athletics when it comes to mid-major schools and the Big Sky Conference. Jim O'Day coming back around. Former athletic director at the University of Montana. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. What's up, Montana? Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. 
SWX Montana Television. You want to watch or listen any other way besides the traditional media ways, the traditional radio, the terrestrial television. You can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You'll find the stream. If you want to get a hold of us, be involved in the show, 406-888-1029. Call us, text us, whatever you prefer. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Great interview with Scott Blakeney, new University of Montana big man who transfers from the University of Idaho. Seems like he's here for all the right reasons. He wants to be a part of a championship culture, and that's what Montana's trying to reachieve. It's interesting the way that the uh, the sports analysis world works because what have you done for me lately seems to permeate everything. Travis DeCure's teams set and reset the University of Montana record for wins in a single season. They went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, and uh, then last year, a little bit of a hiccup. But like I mentioned during the Blakeney interview, they were, uh, I believe, the eighth youngest team in the country, according to the analytics. So um, sometimes you can't always just reload. And in this day and age in college basketball, that's what everybody's trying to do, but I don't know if it's necessarily the way to do it. So Travis DeCure and his staff, they brought in three outstanding freshmen two years ago and then three more last year. And so now they have this core, and they had a veteran guy like Scott Blakeney. So you can go check that interview out on the podcast as well as all of our other interviews as well. Uh, Jim O'Day joining me, by the way, uh, former University of Montana Athletic Director, as my co-host today. Thanks so much for swinging by, Jim. But I, we haven't really – we've talked about a lot of um, state of affairs in Division One athletics. We haven't really talked about this transfer portal. This was not something that was really a part of uh, the world when you were the athletic director at University of Montana. And, again, I tried to say that in the interview with, with Scott Blakeney. I think it's tenuous, but I don't necessarily think it's bad because I do think there's a lot of validity to it. I think that I mean, a young man like Scott Blakeney, I mean, he – He's familiar with the Big Sky Conference. He has already graduated from the University of Idaho. He played his butt off for a one-win team. You can't fault him for his effort. And uh, then he wants to get his MBA, and this is a close school, and he's familiar with it. So to say, oh, these kids are just quitters or they don't know what commitment is, I just don't I don't buy all of that. I do think some I do I do think it opens up a Pandora's box for some kids to not dedicate themselves to a cause. But I also think if somebody earns their degree, like Samari Torre at the University of Montana, Bobby Houck, he came on the show when we were uh, doing some pre-interview stuff. I said, hey, Bobby, I, I know that you don't like to talk about guys that are no longer a part of your program. We won't ask you about Samari if you don't want to talk about it. He said, no, no, I want to talk about it. And then he gave a great statement about how Samari did his job. He got his degree, he graduated with honors, and and now he's taking a great opportunity for himself and his family. So what's your perspective on, on uh, just this sort of unique and uh, never-before-seen situation right now in Division One athletics? Well, a couple things. You know, I, I listen to Scott, and, and you're right. He's doing the uh, – he made that decision based on really good facts and what he wanted to accomplish. Um, you know, I think there's a difference – when a when a, a young man or young woman has really finished their degree and they're being rewarded for that last year, um, you know it's just like moving around in a business or whatever. And I, I really believe that. I don't really necessarily like it when it's your first, second, and third year people for who sure have not finished all their academics or they're, for they're sure. upset about playing time or they're they don't like the way things are going. Well, Montana State for Montana State for example. Um, 
when Jeff Choate was at Montana State football, head coach of Montana State football, they brought in three three-star recruit receivers. And that year was the year Troy Anderson played quarterback. And Montana State threw the ball about seven times a game. Mm-hmm. And those guys sat on the sideline and thought, I'm never going to get the ball. And they transferred. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know what's going to happen in the next four years. Now Montana State has a coach that has phenomenal quarterback acumen, phenomenal passing game knowledge. And those guys would be going into their, I guess, uh, would be redshirt junior years. Mm-hmm. And they probably would have great opportunities. And maybe they could have next level opportunities that I totally agree with you I think that it's sort of the same as the one and done rule in uh, men's basketball I think they should either get rid of it and let guys go from high school to the NBA or if you do go to college you got to stay for four semesters I think it's the same thing in college football I think you should have to get through your second spring ball in college football no matter what your eligibility is so that you know where you're at. Because how do I mean, of course you're in a state of disarray. I'm from Missoula and I went to school in Missoula. And by the end of my fresh my first semester of my freshman year, I was ready to be done. I I, I couldn't <laughs> stay and live in the dorms, whatever. I'm I'm ready to drop out of school. It gets a hard transition for everybody, especially if you're from out of state and and all of these different things. So I, I do think there should be some sort of stipulation where you should have to stay in school for a little while so you can actually learn you know what's going on in the place you're at. Well, one thing that I'd love to see, and I probably never would be able to happen, and it's probably too late now. But for example, if if if, if a second, first or second year student athlete transferred to your school to your program. I'd love to see you have to be responsible for paying that kid's uh, scholarship sure. at the other school. Right. Because that, at that point, you're starting, even like this year, we're going to see a lot. I forget what the numbers were. There's over 4,000 kids in the transfer portal for men's basketball. Yeah. Well, it's guess so how many are going to get picked up? Not 4,000. So you're going to find a bunch of kids in September who have nowhere to go, and they're probably going to drop out of school. And, and I don't think that's what the purpose of this program was. I can see a little bit of, like I say, again, we, we talk like Scott, where, where he's got his degree. And he, he you know, he could have easily have said, you know what, I'm going to move on. And some kids would. Um, of course, you know, sometimes I, I question why the NCAA gave a, a full year to all those sports who were able to finish this year. Uh, the ones who, you know, who moved out and didn't do it. I, I totally understand. But men's, I mean, six years you could have some kids up there, you know, they're going to they're gonna look like old men compared to some of the 18-year-olds that come in. And it's going to take some spots away from those 18-year-olds. No question. I thought about that during the uh, University of Montana two spring football games. A guy like Jacob McGowan, for example, he was a... <laughs> this is the perfect alignment of rules to emphasize a guy's development. He came in here as a, a great recruit from Cheney, Washington, and... The first rule that changed was the ability to play a freshman four games without having to redshirt him. So McGowan, Bobby Houck is brilliant when it comes to this roster management. So Houck decided, okay, who are the four teams on our conference schedule that throw the ball the most? This kid, he's a pure pass rusher. We need, we need to teach him all these other things, but we know on third and long, he could put his hand on the ground and get after somebody. So they did it. They played him against UC Davis. They played him against Idaho State. And the kid had four, I think four, maybe five sacks mm-hmm. in, in completely limited spot mm-hmm. duty. But then he also gets his red shirt. And then COVID hits. And and this, this is the quote-unquote positive element of, of this whole thing. It's hard to spin it as anything positive because it has been, uh, quite frankly, hell on a lot of these Division One athletes. But then during the spring game, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, well, this guy's... he's He, he basically 
played during his redshirt year while also having a redshirt year to gain strength. And then he also got another year and a half off to continue to grow and gain strength. And now this guy's 21 years old, and he's going to be a redshirt freshman in eligibility. I mean, physically, he looks like one of the best defensive ends of the Big Side Conference. It's because he's a fourth-year junior, or if you wanted mm-hmm. to do it in a real time, he's a he's a senior. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it, I think those guys, you're right, those guys are going to benefit. It's going to be so interesting to see how the league goes because – Nobody from the Big Sky Conference entered the draft early or anything like that. The guys that put in the time that were freshmen that got to redshirt and then had the pandemic hit, it's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have to remember on, on the transfers, you know, it used to be they had to sit out a year. That's the big difference. That's the biggest difference. And that was kind of the, the, the pe- it made people think a little bit, do I For really sure. want to sit out a year or should I just suck it up and, and move on and do, stay where I'm at and see what I can do? Um, and there's always reasons. You know, there are a number of kids over the years that wanted to transfer for one reason or another, and, and they had good reasons, but usually if they knew they had to sit or if they knew they were going down a level and they could play right away, absolutely, you totally understood that. But we don't know yet what's going to happen in the future. You may have kids, and it may be in men's basketball, football, women's it may be track and field, it may be whatever, who all of a sudden we become... Basically, the uh, minor league system for some of these big schools. And I think we're going to see some great freshmen and sophomores, but we could lose some juniors and seniors. I'm so interested in this part of it because that's been sort of the the looming doomsday. Or uh, Bobby Houck, when we were on a conference call, Craig Haley, who's covered uh, Division One AA or the FCS at large for, uh, for uh, forever, at... Uh, First, the Sports Network, and then FCS Stats. He asked Bobby about it, and Bobby said, flatly, it's turned us into a minor league system. Well, I do think it's a legitimate worry, but I also think that there are so many different elements that go into this. First of all, I think you have to be such an elite player to be able to truly move up to the the Power 5 ranks. Mm -hmm. The guys that have done it, to the most fanfare over the last several years since this thing has happened are Vernon Adams, who's a two-time offensive player of the year in the Big Sky Conference. If he would have stayed, would have gone down. And he still is one of the great quarterbacks in Big Sky history, but he could have been the great quarterback in Big Sky history from Eastern Washington. Dakota Prukop, who um, was an unbelievable athlete, and I mean, he's still a pro. He's, he's playing in the CFL. Kevin Thompson, who was the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year, but who also had a penchant for transferring already. Gage Gubrud, who set the single-season college football record, all-time FBS or FCS for single-season passing yards, and then had his coach leave and had Cooper Cup and Kendrick Bourne and Shaq Hill all go to the NFL. And Jabril Cox is the other one that comes to mind, who was a four-year starter at North Dakota State and then went to LSU. That's it. That's all. Those are the those are, And those are five of the best players in the FCS in the last 10 years, period. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that there's certain elements that exist here where it, it could be a worry, but I also think that it's not necessarily a worry if you get the guy into your program and you keep him there and he gets in, indoctrinated in the culture. Samuel Kim at Montana could absolutely play anywhere he wanted. He could play anywhere in the West right now, no question. But he loves being a Grizzly. Mm-hmm. Troy Anderson is... I mean, Troy Anderson's a five-star recruit, man. Troy Anderson is as good as it gets. Yeah. 
and he wants to play in Montana State. So I do think that there's a worry for sure, but I actually think it's a worry more when the guys are younger than maybe when they're older. I think that the notion of developing guys and then having them leave is sort of falsified. I do think there's an opportunity for guys to show potential and then leave because they're unsatisfied. But I think if you sell your culture and you get the guys involved in it and make them love being a Grizzly, love being a Bobcat, love being an Eastern Washington Eagle, that it's it's actually uh, less chance that they will leave. Well, you know, I, I don't think we're going to notice it as much at the Montana, Montana States, North Dakota States, North Dakota, James Madison. Sure, right. The big, the, one, the big FCS schools. I just, I don't see it much because if you're comparing it to minor leagues, they're a triple A. Right. Uh, they're not a rookie league. And and yet, I think sometimes you could get some schools, at smaller schools at the FCS level that don't get the fan uh, fan attendance. They don't get the television. They don't sure. get the exposure. They don't get all these things. It might make it real easy. And if there is ones I think could leave at different times, there's never enough offense and defensive linemen out there. That's right. And if you can find some guys who can fill some spots, I'm going to go get them because they've played. They're going to be ready to go. If, if, if I'm the University of Washington and I see some stars over at Montana or Montana State, I might make a little run at them. That, that, and that's exactly right. Connor Wood from Montana State, he, he uh, is, is the yep. most recent entry to the transfer portal. And again, uh, here's my direct opinion on this. If you earn your degree, especially if you earn your degree in honors, I mean, Connor was a 4.0 student. Right. I mean, if you earn your degree in honors and there is at least a, a shred of academic portion to this, because again, like the NCAA always touts, 99% of our athletes are going pro in something else. It's true. Uh, you know, uh, if you have the, the great, I mean, Vernon Adams I'll never forget this. When we were covering this thing at Skyline Sports, I, I, I was close with Vernon, but he had to pass a math test to be able to be eligible to get the graduate degree he needed to get at Oregon. That's fully sports-based. And, and again, Vernon Adams went pro in football, so that's fine. He he made a career out of it. But that's fully different than a kid graduating with honors who's been in school for five years already going to pursue a different opportunity. But you're right, offensive and defensive linemen, um, they're coveted for sure because Connor Wood is a good player. He, he was an honorable mention, all big sky guy, uh, the last time he played in a season in 2019. But he's gotten offers from Missouri and Indiana. He's getting interest from all over the Pac-12 because he can play both guard spots, both center spots. He's a 4.0 student. Who knows if he's going to be a star uh, at the at the higher level? He could. He could not be. But everybody needs those big bodies for sure. More on the state of affairs in Division One athletics with Jim O'Day here on Nuanas Now. One more break. Back after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. I don't believe in competition. Ain't nobody else like me around. Every day I make uh 
eh, four to six page outline for this show. My favorite shows are the ones where the only part of the outline we follow are the guests that are in studio. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Appreciate you for doing it. We got to a lot of different subjects today. I'm not even going to bore you with all of them. Jim O'Day, former University of Montana athletic director and a good friend of this show, good friend of mine, in studio with me. We talked all things college athletics, from media rights to conference realignments to uh, extra years when it comes to a graduate transferring or the transfer portal and everything in between. We also caught up with Scott Blakeney. He is the most recent transfer to the University of Montana basketball team from Idaho. If you want to find anything from this show, you can find it on the podcast. It's pr- uh, it is available, excuse me, on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Just type in N U A N E Z. That'll get you there, no matter what hosting platform you use. And the podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Last thing for you, Jim, and we only have a couple minutes here, but what do you think? I don't even know if we actually have time to hash this out. So instead, we're going to give you actually the news of the day. Uh, Mike Petrino. Former Lady Grizz head coach, he is headed to Boise State. So this is a good thing, right? I know you know mm-hmm. Mike a little yep. bit, but yep. um, I'm glad Mike got back on his feet because uh, he had expressed to me that maybe he was going to try to get into a different level of coaching, maybe stay in Missoula, uh, high school coaching. But he's back in the Mountain West. He had a great time at, at uh, Wyoming. So this is a good opportunity for him. And I know that uh, we're happy for him on a personal level here because he's been very good to us and also... A lot of it was circumstance, but he got a he got a hard deal this last year, man, having to be the interim head coach for a, a team during a pandemic. So uh, congratulations to Mike. We're happy for him. Yeah, you know, Mike's a great guy. You know, great family. We'll miss him. Uh, did a great job, I thought, you know, at the University of Montana. Again, like you said, the circumstances are never that easy. Um, you know, he's a very knowledgeable basketball person. And yeah, very... Just a, just a top-notch guy. I, I, when I saw that today, I was so excited because I thought, you know what? He really deserves that, uh, as do the, the kids that will get a, a, a play for him. You know, he's going to be an assistant coach over there at Boise, and he'll do a, a marvelous job. And he's still young enough. He may get a chance. And the one thing I always tell these kids, kids, I guess, anymore, um, <laughs> but I'd always say, you know what? If you get that head coaching job somewhere, it's always on your resume. That's you right. always because every uh, athletic directors always want to see. Have you ever coached? Have been a head coach anywhere? And when you say no, you're kind of hesitant. Sure. So when you have that head coach and he has a year of head coaching, and uh, I think Michael do a great job, and I wish him and his family all the best because they they really are wonderful people. As do we here at ESPN Missoula. One other piece of news: Katie Bussey, one of my favorite players I ever covered at Montana State. She's coming back to Bozeman. She had a phenomenal overseas career. She played for ten years over in Sweden. She was the MVP of that league multiple times, and uh, she's just such a a pleasant and cheerful person. I loved being around her when she was at Montana State. When I was at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, she's the newest assistant on Trisha Benford's staff. We also got some more news brewing. We might be able to break that tomorrow. We'll keep you in the loop, but either way, thanks so much for listening to Nuanas Now. We'll be back in the saddle tomorrow, 4 p.m. Chad Dundas, formerly of the Missoulian and one of the top MMA writers in the entire United States of America. We're going to talk fighting. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. 
when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.